Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Ranger, and I'm Team Register to Vote. And I'm Doug, also known as Ikibuli, and I'm Team Vote Early if you can. Yeah. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether it be Swell Radio, Player.fm, or Blueberry Podcast. Um, and also, if you have the ability to, make sure you uh, leave a review or five stars, whatever your podcasting platform allows you to do to give a rating we'd appreciate it yes if you like what you hear someone else will too yes and rating and reviewing helps other people find our podcast exactly and if you don't like what you hear let us know and still review us because all reviews actually are helpful yes (laughs) yes you can help us be better Unless and the course, algorithm doesn't care. <laughs> exactly. Unless, of course, your review is that guy Kyle is annoying. Then, well, there's nothing we can do about that. I'm sorry. I am who I am. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. I don't know if you could feel that right there, but as soon as I said your, I pointed. Don't know. Oh, I felt it. Yeah, I don't I know. felt it in my heart and my soul. <laughs> I don't know why I, sensed, I pointed, but I did. I sensed the aura of the point. Yes. <laughs> That's actually a very good uh, little Easter egg for what's about to come. Yes. Can't quite be a segue because we still have to talk about what we're doing and what's yeah. new, but uh, so, put a pin in that segue. Yeah. So uh, what's new with you, Doug? Um, since last we recorded, uh, um, actually what's funny is two of the things that are like, quote, new are things I did like immediately after we recorded two weeks ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so they're like things I did before last episode even was released, but whatever. Um, that day I believe was Porygon community, community day. day. Yeah. So I actually did that because we talked about it on the episode and I just, for some reason, was possessed by the spirit of Pokemon Go and opened it up and was like, oh, that's right. We just talked about this. Mm -hmm. So I did my Porygon Community Day, which is the first community day I've done in a very long time. Nice. (laughs) Very, very long time. At least the first one I've completed for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in well over, uh, gosh, I don't even know how long. Um, so I did that. And then the same day I saw, or I think I saw the day prior, but actually did it that day. Um, the increased chance of shiny Clefable in max raids Mm. in sword and shield. 
And you know I was about to do that. So <laughs> got myself a shiny Clefable. Very nice. Um, I love love Clefable, but not my favorite shiny. It's super boring. Uh, but I have it, and it walks around with me because you can do that now. So that's very exciting. Hmm. Um, so I've been loving that. And then just as a result of that, popping into uh, Shield to uh, get my my Ash Hat Pikachu. Mm. Yes, gotten the three. I think they've. I think they've done three codes so far. So I've been getting. Oh, jeez! I didn't even know about that. I, I I only knew about the one. Yeah, so there are three codes out. I think at le- well, definitely at least. Um, there were two when they sort of like quote launched the event, the uh, the original Indigo mm-hmm. League hat, and then the I choose you universe okay. hat, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. Uh, and then they just did the uh, advance, advance hat. Okay, cool. So, yeah, is... I, I'm I'm not gonna say what the codes are on the air because they're so annoying to read off with like <laughs> zeros and ones and stuff. But yeah, um, they're very easy to find. Uh, Serebii has them still on their front page because it's recent enough. Cool. So I'll be that's where that I would tell people to go. Yeah, I'll definitely do this when we're done recording because I start when they first released all the Ash Hat Pikachu's. I think I ended up getting every single one except for the Kanto slash Johto one. Mm. So I really want to get that one so I can finally have a complete yeah. set. And then I saw that they also have the newest uh, Ash Hat for a Pikachu. Nice. I would I would hope yes. so. I would hope so, too. But, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's awesome. What about you? Um, well, just yesterday, actually, I finally found the Lickitung Mega Construct set. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah, it's... I was surprised. Mm-hmm. It's got a more of, like, a, like, sort of, it leans more towards, like, the movie than it does the actual, like, anime style, but... Yeah. I'm still very happy with it. It's technically a different set, too, right? It's from the Detective Pikachu line? Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like Mr. Mime and Loudred, they look like regular Pokemon. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I had been seeing in my Facebook group for making trucks that someone had found the three Loudred, Mr. Mime, and Lickitung at Five Below. Which, if you've mm-hmm. never heard of Five Below, it's just a store that sells things for five dollars or less. It's a Dollar Tree that doesn't lie to you by saying everything's a dollar. Exactly. Looking at you, Dollar General. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. So, <laughs> Five Below and Dollar Tree, they can all stay. Exactly. <laughs> so They don't lie. <laughs> Five Below, like, they have some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I got all three. Um, well, I had the other two before, because I got Mr. Mime when it first released, and I thought, out of all these, I want Mr. Mime the most. And what sucks is Mr. Mime was the most common one throughout everything, and then I could never find the other two. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, I just said, uh, forget this, I'm gonna do Loudred um, off of Amazon. It was 10 bucks, So I was like, okay, it's... Or, you know what? No, I spent 7 bucks because I got a used one, and by used, the package was damaged. So I was like, sure, sure, why not? But then I was like, okay, I'm not going to spend 10 bucks on Lickitung when I know I can find it at five below. And for the longest time, all they had was Mr. Mine. Well, we went to five below yesterday, and I'm just looking at the section. All I see are Mr. Mimes. And then I 
get down like my hands and knees. This is like the very bottom shelf. And like I'm looking underneath there and all of a sudden I see like a tongue and I'm like, yes, finally, for five bucks, I will happily take you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, five bucks is pretty incredible for a, a building set like that. And I know I'm just used to like lego prices which are way too high Mm -hmm. but uh but that's the point of reference so it's incredible that that sets only five bucks yeah so now i am uh waiting for my next one to come out which will be uh luxio nice and then hey did you see oh Oh, go ahead it's only sort of related so if there was another set uh definitely name drop that set i will um sorry uh yeah so they announced that they are well they didn't announce it was found because mega trucks really doesn't announce anything that uh they are re-releasing the charizard set and it's more updated ah yeah so if you follow me on twitter you might have seen it i had posted a while back about how the the new ones got more of like it, like the mouth opens, the wings uh, do more, and it just looks more like the actual Pokemon, like they've been doing lately, instead of looking all blocky like they have been. Because mm-hmm. I think they were limited by what blocks that they had at the time. Now they're sure. like making their own uh, blocks for certain Pokemon. Well, and it's a popular line, so they probably can afford to do a lot more of that. Exactly. Having sold them in the first place you know yeah so i'm super excited that they're redoing charizard because if you compare it to blastoise and venusaur first off venusaur is like an s rank set that thing is amazing <laughs> blastoise is at least like a b set while charizard's all the way down in like f so they're totally bringing charizard up into the ranks and i i am so excited well, I look forward to your uh, your tier rank dot com <laughs> ranking tier bracket thing. I should do that. all the mega constructs, ugh, mega construct sets. I could talk. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should do that because that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I would check it out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did you see? I don't know if you've been to Target recently, if they're only at Target or what, because I never leave my apartment anymore. But I was at Target, actually, mm-hmm. uh, recently. And I saw in the sort of like in their like collectibles area mm-hmm. that some Targets now have, there were these, I think, like $10 model kits of Pikachu and Eevee. And they were like no paint, no glue model kits. Have you seen these? Yes, I have seen them. I almost got one, and I probably still will just because I want to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they looked they looked pretty nice. Uh, and if I mean if they if they're anything like they look on the box, then they're pretty decent looking. So I don't know. Have you heard anything about these? Yes. I mean, like I, I know I, you said you saw them, but like, have you heard anyone or seen uh... anybody like review them? I, I haven't, haven't seen anybody but review them, but like I've seen them out like Hot Topic and the Box Lunch Store. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I want to get one, but it's just you know, I, anytime I see them, I'm like, and I have no money at the moment, so I can't. Yeah. Get it, so. Well, and you have like the Mega Construct sort of like collection, exactly. So it's I can't imagine that one's necessarily like high on your list, exactly. 
So I don't know. I hadn't seen those before, hmm. but who knows? They could have been released six months ago, and I would have had no idea. I think they were. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's much else new Pokemon wise. Um, I have not turned on Sword or Shield in forever, and I I know I will by the end of this month. You got to get your Ash Hat Pikachu. Yeah, true. I got to do that. Um, yeah. there's currently a uh, a ghost event hmm. happening, but it's like it's like a pretty soft event. Like it's it's just uh, increased uh, ghost stuff and max raids. I did get my, I finally got my G-Max Gengar because that was one that I hadn't gotten yet. So nice. I was, I was fine with the ghost event happening for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still really want to get back into playing like the older games and continue doing what I was doing, but I just, I don't know. I kind of lost all the motivation. <laughs> A pandemic will do that. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> if there's one thing we learned this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like all excited because, well, not really. Cause, like, honestly, like as soon as the pandemic happened, like I became busier, if anything. Yeah. Which, in itself, is great, but also I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I I've been wanting to play, uh, kick back open fire red, finish it off, and continue on into emerald. Yeah, dude. So I can finally trade over everything and start up my uh, ribbon journey if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is just like uh, it's just like bursting that bubble and just like kind of doing doing it, you know? Like, I was feeling that with Animal Crossing where I was like, oh, I've been away from Animal Crossing for so long. Um, But then like, I just, it sounds so dumb, but I was just like, I guess I'm just gonna like turn it on and like play for a little bit. Like <laughs> it seemed like such a monumental task, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's really it's like not once you start doing it. So. Yeah, I think once um, like- even if it's just a matter of like I'm gonna pop the cartridge in and I'm just gonna like catch a couple Pokemon and call it a day. Like it really it really gets things rolling. See, all I have to do in Fire Red, honestly, I think is just evolve my Dratini and my Larvitar, and then I'm done. There you go. But man. it's just the grind of it all, and I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I, I think maybe I'll try tonight if I can. I got other things yeah. going on, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, at the very least, get your Ash Hat Pikachu. That'll start. That'll start. That'll like kick things off a little bit. Yeah, because I need get some momentum. Yeah, because I got. I want to try and finish that collection and whatnot. Because while it's not part of my Master Dex challenge, I still collect them for it, just because I can. Sure. So, that why not? They're free yeah. and they're cool. But uh, speaking of Sword and Shield, um, we got a new trailer. We did get a new trailer, and we got a name for that guy, <laughs> <laughs> Peony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, exciting stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of stuff that I think we probably suspected to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting confirmation is pretty awesome. I believe, I think, that similar to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like pretty much every legendary, like, with very few exceptions, yeah, I, are going to be there. Yeah, they're like every legendary ever. And I'm like, pretty sure we can already like transfer all the legendaries we have in our, uh, if we have them in our Pokemon home, you can transfer them all over immediately. Well, yeah. 
yeah, I think you can now, like now, like once that expansion hits. But like, oh no, no. I'm not mad about oh, it. No, no. You, you could have done this since like the last expansion. Um. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um. But like, that's fine. Hey, include this in every game. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome that they did it for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I fully, fully expected that that signified an end to that sort of like, um. I, chapter seems like the wrong word because every generation feels like a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how they've kind of had like, they've almost had sort of like waves of necessity based on hardware. That sort of felt like um, like an end of a particular wave where it was like, all right, here you go. Like we're giving you an opportunity to like finish everything up. Hmm. Here's every legendary ever. So you don't have to like go through and do all this ridiculous hard stuff uh over multiple generations to get it yeah but that's and so fun. i figured that was gonna be like what's that yeah but that's fun not for everybody <laughs> so <laughs> so i fully expected that would be the case um i'm happy that it it doesn't seem to be you know what i mean mm-hmm. um with them doing that again in some form uh for these games i think that's nice i think it, it it's it it feels very in line with I almost said Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon again. Um, it feels very in line with Sword and Shields, sort of like lowering the barrier of entry and lowering that barrier to um, like longevity, mm-hmm. which I I I praise them for. Um, I think is it's really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, is there anything that stood out to you in the trailer other than that? Um, nothing that, nothing that comes to mind necessarily. Okay. I don't know that it made me more excited necessarily because I was already pretty pumped. Yeah. So I don't think there was anything that was like a bombshell or anything like that. Uh, but I was like, whoa! Galarian Slow King for me was a little, was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that was cool. Although, I mean, yeah, that, that was Although, good. like, if you don't follow any of their social media accounts, like, you wouldn't have fully known what that was. Because, like, the trailer kind of just skips over it pretty quickly. Like, they just, yeah. they just, like, flash an image of it, and then that's it. But, like, their Twitter account, they post, like, a still picture so you can fully see it. Yeah, which they featured it. I, I don't know if I'm crazy about it being, like, I get it. The other one's poison type, and this one's also a poison type. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna say this: I kind of wish they maybe have done like a slow queen instead. I thought that'd been kind of cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool, especially since they're um, they're obviously now with with the Gala region open to branching off evolutions based yeah. on. It's not even truly a branch, but sort of like pseudo branching off evolutions based on regional variants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been a cool idea. Yeah. So we got that. Um, I'm trying to think what else did we? Uh, they announced like the new tournament stuff that they got going on, so that looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. Um, oh, you know what's the big thing that stood out for me, and this is going to seem so silly. Dragonite what? is confirmed to be in this expansion. Oh, that's I don't think that's not insignificant at all. That's not yeah. silly. That's I mean that's gonna I, I don't play competitively, but from from the the few people that I listen to who who do, it, that is likely to change competitive play significantly. See, it doesn't even bother me competitively. Like 
Well, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm saying like, oh, I yeah, don't think. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm I was gonna pumped. say I don't think they were bothered. No, no, no sorry. <laughs> It was the wrong choice of words. I'm not pumped yeah. for it competitively. I'm pumped for it because my Dragonite that I've had since like for like 10 years now is finally able to come into Sword and Shield and he's got ribbons from every generation. And yeah. so I can finally, you know, get another ribbon for him in this game. Nice. Well, every ribbon or every generation except for Gen 5 because Gen 5 doesn't do ribbons, which is <laughs> annoying. We like you, Gen 5. We do, I do. Come on, man. I do. It's like one of my... Come on. The one thing I don't like about Gen 5 is the fact it doesn't do ribbons. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's just me nitpicking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm super pumped for uh, the thing to come out. I thought it was supposed to come out in November, so the fact it's coming out like October 22nd, I am all for. Yeah, I expected November 2, which, I mean, I guess they technically, I mean, they didn't fool us. They never really committed to anything. It just felt like the right time for it to be released. So I think I am also quite pleased. Yeah, because don't they usually like release their games like always in November or something? Uh, Typically. Yeah. Typically they have, at least for the past like, you know, bazillion generations. Mm -hmm. Holiday time. I guess in this case, it doesn't matter as much if it's holiday or not because it's an expansion, perhaps. Yeah. But coming in November, though, they are release, re-releasing the games with the expansion on the disc. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have that's uh, that's the right time to do that. That's for sure. Yeah. So if you haven't gotten sword or shield yet, you can now just wait till I think it's like uh, somewhere in the beginning of November. Wait until that comes out and then it comes with the expansion pass included. And the coolest thing about the expansion pass, you can start it like within like the first hour of playing the game yeah you can do it whenever you want yeah, as soon as you, it's pretty yeah, cool. as soon as you get to the uh um wild area you can start doing the uh expansion pass mm -hmm. definitely the first half i guess we don't technically know that for the second but i would expect that yes. you could do stuff for the second one based on the yes, first definitely the first half because and i did that uh with uh i had restarted or i started up a new file for pokemon shield and it's more tedious because you can't go on water. So you really have mm -hmm. to like walk around everything. Yeah. And you can't just take shortcuts through a river or whatever, but you still get like, you can still get to everything that you need to within, uh, within it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically just a second wild area. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the only hard part is just chasing down the slowpoke without a bike. And even then, right. it's not that hard because, like, they do the same exact path. So yeah. once you learn it, you just stand right there and it'll run right into you. Yeah, they're on a set track for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I uh, this is I think this is worth updating, even though I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Because, yeah. again, we're a Pokemon podcast. But I finished the story um, for the Nexamon game I was playing, Nexamon mm. Extinction. And I talked about that game more on our last episode because I was just sort of, uh, it was the first time I had played one of those games, mm -hmm. uh, and first time I talked about it on here, and it is a monster-taming game, so it felt relevant. Um, it was still really good. I still would compare the story to sort of like Gen 5 storytelling, mm. for sure. Um, it gets less grindy as you go along, because you earn the ability to craft items mm -hmm. that serve as experience share or similar um, so it pretty quickly sort of exponentially, uh, like the difficulty 
um, sort of like um, matches itself really easily. So it's not like you end up grinding more as you get further. You kind of end up grinding less as you get further, which I think makes so much more sense than a lot of games where it's like, all right, this is the big boss battle. I need to f- spend a billion hours grinding. <laughs> <laughs> like I've already put in a billion hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just becomes a matter of strategizing, like what power ups you're giving your, your critters. So I would definitely recommend, I think I would even recommend it more now that I've gotten to that point than I did last time I talked about it. Cause last time I think I said like, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily for just anybody who likes pokemon specifically because mm-hmm. it feels a little bit you know grindier but that sort of that, that falls off so um i would i would recommend it to anybody who's even remotely curious mm. very cool and for 20 bucks yeah that's a third of the cost of a pokemon game i mean it comes at the cost of not being like multiplayer or really having like significant online functionality but mm-hmm. it's it's hey it's like a little side side quest for you if you're if you're craving a new adventure very cool. So, yeah, figured that was worth mentioning again. Mm. Well, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Maui. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, was there anything else news-wise? Oh, yes. Um, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home may finally be able to integrate within each other before uh. the end of the year. Yes. Okay. So they did announce that, that their intention is for it to be uh, sort of as best they can coinciding with the next expansion. Mm -hmm. But people did find that it's not going to be, you know, free. They can't, they can't just make it easy. They can't just make it easy. Nope. Why? Niantic, you already make so much money. Mm-hmm. Like, just let us let us do this. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so as I understand it, there's it's gonna be like a, a timed thing, right? So you can you can transfer something X number of times over however much time, and you can shorten that time to do more more frequently by using coins in game. Mm. Do I have that right? Uh, you know more about this than I do, so... Okay, so that's the last thing I saw, is that it will have something to do with, sure, you can transfer things for free, but then there will be, like, a cooldown before you can do the next thing, and you can shorten the cooldown by spending coins. Hmm. Again, I don't... I mean, I didn't look super-duper into Mm -hmm. it, so I could be getting certain elements of that wrong. Hopefully, I'm just totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't imagine I would have seen that if there weren't truth to it. So that's a bummer about it, but I will be very excited to be able to do it. And who knows, maybe it's one per day, which honestly wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It would be annoying, but it wouldn't be terrible. Um, I mean, oops. (laughs) Oops. All right. Uh, transferring Pokemon from generation three to generation four, you could only do six Pokemon a day. Mm-hmm. So I totally get the whole annoying thing. Yeah, I don't I don't get why they do it, but I it's I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much, but uh it's I'm I'm happy it's happening. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. 
Um, I do feel like, though, this is just going to kind of flood, uh, or not flood, but there's going to be a lot more shiny Pokemon now because you can get shiny so much easier in Pokemon Go. Yeah. So I feel like people, like, you're going to start seeing a lot more people with shiny Pokemon in the actual games. Do you think that's why they introduced, um, what are they called, brilliant Pokemon? What do you mean? The, like, next... Isn't there like a next shiny? Mm, yes, there's the, uh, yeah, there's the stars, which is the normal, and then there's like the squares, I believe. Right. Yeah. I think they're called brilliant. Maybe I'm making that up entirely, but there's a name for mm-hmm. it. I wonder if that's why they introduced that because because getting shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go is so much easier that they they felt like like because inevitably like i don't care but inevitably there are people who are going to care because like they did it quote the hard way or the quote real way Mm. um and so i wonder if introducing sort of like a next version of shiny is a way to to keep that particular challenge Mm. alive i don't know because i think they're really kind of hard to find yeah (laughs) so i don't know maybe maybe i'm just uh i kind of like that idea hypothesizing something about about nothing you know or they could do what i've been saying they should do and just do a literal second shiny (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't have to be drastic or dramatic but you know they could just do that (laughs) they're never gonna do that but um when you do transfer pokemon from pokemon go to home it will have the icon saying that it's from go so obviously Mm -hmm. you'll know that it's from there if you look at its stats so sure. it's got that, but it's not like uh, as soon as you send it out, you're going to know it's from Pokemon Go. So because like yeah. I got like seven shiny cast forms. Yeah, I, I don't need them. Also, OK, here's my little soapbox. Who cares? Like <laughs> if you're if you're if your goal, because it matters to you, not you specifically, mm-hmm. this is like a general you. If your goal, because it matters to you is to get one shiny each in the core series, what other people do shouldn't affect you or bother you. (laughs) So if somebody else is like, I have a shiny of everything, and they got a bunch of them through Pokemon Go, who cares? It doesn't diminish what you did. Your accomplishment is still awesome, Mm -hmm. you know? I just, I I can already see it. I can hear them. (laughs) I can sense their auras once again. (laughs) People who are going to be grumbly because people didn't do it, quote, right. Yeah, well, you know. What other people do in their games doesn't affect what you do in your games. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's all self-guided challenge anyway. Exactly. It's not like, it, like they're reaching into their game, coming out your game, and punching you in the face. So you're fine. <laughs> right. Although I would be really impressed with that technology. <laughs> well, and we've talked about this before, too, because yeah. we talked about the Master Dex thing, yeah. right? Like, like there's, there's like a a sort of like understood um, or like community guided sort of like set of this is what technically a master dex challenge yeah. is, but people do it as they see fit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with like a living dex. Like there are certain ways that you are, or are not going to do mm-hmm. it. And it really only matters to you. Yeah. You know, so and for me, I want to follow the rules that are set. So that's how I'm doing it. And I'm okay with that. And if somebody else wants to do it their own way, they're more than welcome to. Right, because it doesn't change what you're doing or what you can or can't exactly. do. Exactly. You know what what I mean? I'm doing is already impressive enough. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Just play your game how you want to, fools. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> shall we uh shall we discuss some cartoons? Yeah, let's talk some cartoons. Let's talk some cartoons. All right, today for our main topic, we're continuing discussing Pokemon Journeys Part 2. Yes. Available on Netflix, um, which encompasses episodes seven and or and seven and twelve, <laughs> um, seven through twelve of Pokemon Journeys Part Two, um, which I I think would be what fifteen through twenty four overall. <laughs> Did I do that properly? Um, fourteen through twenty four. I don't know. Whatever. I guess it would be fourteen through twenty four. Who cares? That's what we're talking about. Um, six more episodes. So. Yeah. Um, 18 through 24. Any 18 through 24. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I knew something felt off about it. <laughs> um, any overarching thoughts before we get into each episode? Um, some of these weren't as story-driven as the uh, first half. But I felt similarly. Yes. This is probably... Here's the thing. The show is good no matter yeah. what. And so in any ranking, something has to be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that thing is bad. Exactly. But I do think of the four batches we've talked about, this is probably, this would be number four for me as an overall batch. Yeah. Um, but they're still yeah, good. There is... There's only one episode in this batch, and it probably ends up being the only episode overall that I'm like, did we need that episode? Did that episode add anything? Uh. <laughs> There is one episode here. Um, well, technically two. There, there's like one episode in here that's like fully needed. But then there's another episode that we didn't really need, but I enjoyed and I thought it was a great episode. And so we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah, I think, yeah, when I think of, of shows like this, I, I, I think it's worth mentioning like individually, like just personally, I don't, I don't love the term filler because I feel like people use it um, – to mean like any episode that doesn't drive the plot forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that devalues episodes that are character driven. And I think character driven episodes are just as good as plot driven episodes. And so I think what you end up, the way I view these types of things is like, there are episodes that drive the plot forward. Those are valuable. There are episodes that drive character development forward. Those are valuable. And in Pokemon, those are really important because a lot of times those are episodes where a Pokemon evolves, you yeah. know what I mean? That's not driving the overall plot forward, but it is driving a character and a relationship forward. So those in Pokemon especially are really important. Mm-hmm. And that leaves very few episodes where like none of those things happen. Because even if you get sort of like a bottled episode um, or like a very one-off episode, typically those are character-driven episodes. And I feel like too frequently people are like, eh, that was filler because it didn't drive the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Um I think the, only one of these I'm teetering on the edge of saying it's filler, which is it's monumental because I never call anything filler. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get, let's get into All it. Right. So this first one, episode seven of part two, this is the one where Team Rocket helps Ditto get its tr- uh, transform attack in order. Mm-hmm. This was a really surprising episode. I- for I like. I was shocked this exists. Oh, I enjoyed it, but I was like, I'm really surprised. Uh, this is really like the Ditto episode remix. Do you know what this reminds me of? 
if you what? were to go back in time and just take the Ditto episode from the original series and mix it with the Paris episode, you get this. Yeah, that's totally what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, because you have a Ditto that can't transform properly. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I don't super love that like all Ditto have sort of... Um, become synonymous with the quote ditto face Mm -hmm. um even though that is ditto's like natural face um it's cute but it's it's weird because that's never like that's that's purely an invention of the show um and so i always wanted there to be like some sort of separation between that but i i think i i mean i'm not gonna fight that battle because i'm never gonna win it um so i enjoyed this episode a lot but i was like oh man they're really leaning into the ditto face again um but it still ends up being you know cute, what? so it's not really that much of a complaint. I, let me see if I can fix it for you. The Ditto face is only for um, young Dittos that are still learning to transform or are just nervous all in all. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I get it. I know that like not all – I mean it, it can't be all Ditto. It's never it's never been in the, the show or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's more um, – it's – I'm not I'm I I'm not that bothered oh, okay. like it doesn't need to be fixed gotcha. for me like I I I understand why they okay. do it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't think it doesn't make sense um because especially in this episode there are other ways that this ditto specifically screws up its transformation yeah. so it's not like a one for one the uh duplica episode mm-hmm. um but uh but it's 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 pretty close <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun. I thought it was a really fun episode. And it's a pretty Team Rocket heavy episode. Yeah. So that was that was cool. And usually I'm not a fan of like like my favorite episodes are usually when Team Rocket's not in the episode at all. But Yeah, I agree. But I think this one was different. I think it's Yeah, because it actually focused on exactly. that, right? I think I like an episode that either doesn't have Team Rocket or fully has Team Rocket. Yeah. I think they're least utilized properly when they're just kind of barely there which the next episode suffers from greatly i think um but this is great because it's like fully like we see their their hideout again Mm -hmm. um they're the main protagonists of this of this episode which is cool Mm -hmm. i i for some reason i actually looked up um i looked up i can't remember why i even looked this up but i was looking at like posts from people who had seen a synopsis for this episode, I think before it aired in Japan. And people were like really like heatedly debating whether it was good or bad that Team Rocket was, quote, getting a ditto. Hmm. <laughs> because the way, for whatever reason, the way it was described or the way that, that people were interpreting the synopsis was that Team Rocket was actually acquiring the ditto. Um, and it was funny because somebody was like, this would be such a weird time for them to have a ditto considering they have the Pelipper that just delivers them Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I do think it would be kind of funny and it would be sort of appropriate uh, for Team Rocket to have a ditto that doesn't transform yeah. well. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, that's it's, It would be like a way to like nerf them having that ability. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought for like a hot second, maybe that would happen. Because Ditto really doesn't seem to want to go back to the the film production at all. Yeah. And I was like, is that is this gonna end up being a situation where like Ditto doesn't go back? Mm-hmm. Uh but but it does. Yeah, and 
what always what just annoys me is like even its trainers like oh you got to come back you got to do this and i'm like can you clearly see the ditto doesn't want to be in the movie and yeah like then of course you know like team rocket helps ditto get its uh you know i'm gonna say groove back and uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, how ditto got its groove back and so i was like and but they're like you know the ashen company are just like oh you know give back the ditto and i'm like Clearly, you just automatically assume, like, this actually makes you horrible people. <laughs> this ditto doesn't want to be on the movie. Yeah, I... Oh, I remember what I looked up. Um, I looked up, because Japan is different uh, than the United States, many ways culturally. I was looking up to see if there was a, like, a difference in translation in the name or the plot of the movie they were filming. Mm. Um, because it had a little bit of a romantic vibe, mm-hmm. but they were it was actually about sisters. And I was like, I wonder if this was a thing that was changed in translation, um, but I couldn't find anything that supported that. And I was uh, distracted by all the people discussing whether or not Team Rocket should have a ditto. <laughs> I, so. I just want to know, why were they using a ditto in the movie instead of, you know, like another Gardevoir? Well, didn't they say that Ditto was like an up and comer, like he had been dis- or it had been like discovered, and so oh, and the, and they said that it was like uh, prior to working on the movie, they said that it was so good at transforming that it often looked, and this doesn't even really make yeah. sense, but I think I get why they said it uh, that it often looks even more realistic than the Pokemon it's imitating, which again doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I think it's sort of like prior to being put into this situation that clearly traumatized it and made it unable to transform properly uh, seemed to be some sort of like protege ditto, which actually, I mean, the, the show seems to really lean into the idea that this isn't like, like perfect transformation isn't an innate ability Mm -hmm. of ditto. The ability to transform is, um, but it seems like in the, in the universe of the anime, um, most ditto are prone to not perfect transformation and that perfect transformation is like a specific accomplishment of ditto. Yeah. Cause uh, in sun and moon, they had an episode with ditto and it didn't, it couldn't do a proper transformation. Yeah. See yeah. now, now that I've been thinking about it, like the only way I really see ditto as like a good way in a movie is if like you need like a last minute Pokemon cause you had like a different idea. So you use you always have like a ditto on hand just in case for something like that. Well, ditto would be great for extras exactly because they could transform and be multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Like that would be perfect. Or if um, the movie actually hmm. called for an actual ditto, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Detective Pikachu. Oh, alert. that was a great use of ditto. <laughs> it really like, was. Oh, I think that's why we talked about it. I think we talked about it because. Detective Pikachu utilizes the Ditto mm-hmm. face. I feel I I knew it had come up somewhere, and I think that's probably yeah. where it did. You know, I haven't seen that but, movie uh, since it came yeah. out. I really gotta rewatch it. It's oh been, really? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else about uh, the the Ditto episode? No, not that I can think of. Yeah, me neither. The next one. Mm-hmm. This is episode eight of part two. 
This is the one that, aside from one very tiny moment at the very, very, very end, mm -hmm. so much at the end that you could miss it if you were like, all right, the episode's over. I'm going to go fill my cup of water, um, which I nearly did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this episode is the one where I'm like, there's not a ton of development that we haven't already had. Yeah. And it doesn't really push the plot forward, except you could argue the very last moment. Um, um, because this is the one where Ash, Go, and Professor Cerise each lead a team of two kids through Vermilion City to do what they call Pokemon Orienteering. Mm -hmm. Which, as I understood it, is basically like... A, it's not really a scavenger hunt in the sense that there's specific things you're looking mm -hmm. for. But you have to get to a certain point in the city, kind of like a scavenger hunt. Um, and you have to try to see as many Pokemon as possible and be first. So, like, your goal is to is to get there first, but you also want to see the most amount of yeah. Pokemon. It was kind of a loose yeah. concept. I didn't so, totally get it. But it, it was sort of like a how do we get kids excited about Pokemon. And did you also notice the T-shirts that the kids were wearing? Yeah. Yeah, the red, yellow, and blue yeah. ones with the, uh, the Pokeball design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it... it this one was interesting because it's it's not it's not a bad episode. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing I don't think there's anything really bad about it. Um but I don't think there's anything really good about it either because what it does is it 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 focuses on a dynamic between Ash and Go that's already pretty firmly established yeah. where Ash learns about Pokemon through battling mm -hmm. and Go learns about Pokemon through catching. Yeah. And that's honestly that's pretty much all that they do. Um, and, and each one of them gets sort of like a quote conflict that isn't even really a conflict, um, that they then have to like do through their preferred method of learning about Pokemon, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, it's, I don't know, like, I, I wasn't really sure. I think it would have made more sense if like Ash went into this being like, I'm going to teach these kids about battling and then had to catch a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And Go is like, I'm going to teach these kids about catching Pokemon and then had to battle a Pokemon. And then at the end, the kids did exactly what they did in this one, but it was like kind of a funny moment because it was like, Ash, I want to I want to catch every Pokemon just like you did today. And then the other kids were like, Go, I want to be a great battler like you were mm -hmm. today. And then Ash and Go were like, huh? you know what I mean? Like, because then it would have added some dimension, I think, to that yeah. dynamic. But as it stands, like, I don't... Maybe you can... I don't know. Help me out. I, I don't understand what this was meant to do. Uh, like, yeah. again, not bad. I just don't really know why it, it exists. <laughs> the only thing I can make an argument for was the fact that Ash did have a battle and increased his rank. That is it. Yeah, he does, which I love. I mean, that's I mean, that's probably my favorite part of this is is just the fact that we get another one of those registered battles, mm. which I'm obsessed with. I think it's such a fun, fun concept. Yeah. And I liked how the guy um, was from Johto, so that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was from uh, Goldenrod, mm -hmm. I think, right? Um, do you think we'll see him again? Because, he, you know, I mean, every every trainer's going to say this, but uh, all the trainers are like, I can't wait to battle again. So now I'm wondering, like, which ones of these, if any, will we see again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting people from the um, Kanto League to show up. See, this tournament thing would be perfect to bring back old trainers that Ash has mm -hmm. encountered on his journeys. Like, let's bring back the Sandshrew guy. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. I still think they're trying to, like, have their cake and eat it too, mm -hmm. though. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm wondering, like, will we get those trainers? Or will that... 
will that like too definitively box them in in a way that I think they're trying not to be boxed mm-hmm. in? Um, I don't think it would. I don't think it would at all because it would still just be like any other moment where Ash is like, oh yeah, like uh, it's, okay, Ash has a friend, cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and not go to for mention, <laughs> Ash, you've been in Kanto for quite some time now. Where's Misty and Brock? Why haven't you gone to go visit them? That well, see, that's that's the thing that this this show does that you know we've we've talked to death mm-hmm. about. So I'm not going to get all up into it again, but that's the thing the show does where it. it it really sort of exist. It exists with one foot in each in each space, mm-hmm. right? You have the episode in Vermilion City where it makes very clear that Ash has a history in Kanto, and we, as longtime viewers, immediately connect that to something we've already seen. But it also does it so infrequently, and then does things like not visit visit Ash and Misty and not bring back trainers that it has its foot in the other camp of like, this is a new story when like, it's, it's weird for, for it's like, it's weird because it, 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 it can't be a mistake. You know what I mean? Like it's not a mistake. They haven't visited Ash or uh, uh, Brock and Mm -hmm. Misty. So like either what are they planning or what have they decided? We don't know. We'll have to wait and (laughs) see. We've only seen 24 episodes of what's, what's bound to be, you know, a bajillion episodes. So yeah, I mean, like we're we're just kind of waiting at this mm-hmm. point. The uh, the Vermilion City episode was definitely like a push in a particular direction, um, and then you get you get episodes like, uh, you know, well, I mean, a number of these where it's mm-hmm. like you you could be you could be doing throwback stuff with this if you wanted to, and we know you mm-hmm. know that. So yeah, I'm not sure. the uh, the The one thing that I think you you kind of can't ignore from this episode that does drive a little bit forward uh, is that at the very, very end of the episode, um, they encounter a Lugia, but the Lugia turns out to be a Mew, hmm. which is significant because Go is trying to mm-hmm. catch Mew. So we know that Mew is aware of mm-hmm. Go, I guess. Yeah. that's. I guess that's like the one thing from this episode that you couldn't I mean, you could just pluck it out and put it into another episode, but I don't know. Yeah. Not my favorite episode, probably at the bottom of my list, but not a bad episode. Okay. So next one is probably the most story-driven episode this entire out of this batch of six, would you say? Um, This one and the one after it, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But this one is like this is like new. This is this is the one that introduces a new story, and none of the other ones yeah. do. The other one's more like a connect, like a, a continuation mm-hmm. of a story. So this is the one where Ash gets an egg from Nurse Joy, and it hatches into Riolu. Yeah, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. So. This is another episode, too, where they, like, hint at something we can connect back to something yep. else, but don't go far enough to make it absolutely 100%. Yes. What are you doing, show? <laughs> what are you do? What are you so, up to? What are you, what are you plotting? So, <laughs> I love that they kind of do, like, this whole aura thing with Ash again. Yeah. Because he's been known to have this aura ability, first in uh, the movie Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. And then again in a Sinnoh episode where there actually was a Lucario. So mm-hmm. I I dug how they did this episode. It's really cool. Yeah, and it explains a lot of things about Ash that 
in just this series, but across the entire series Mm -hmm. don't make sense given the rules of the universe. You know what I mean? Like if you have this Pokemon that can sense auras and it is sensing that Ash and Pikachu have a unique aura or a very powerful aura Mm -hmm. that explains so many things. It also uh, dives a little bit more into the mysteries of eggs. Yeah. I'm okay. We need to talk about something. I was not expecting the show, which has no problem like adding or filling in lore and logistics. I was not expecting the show to be like, we have no idea where eggs come from because no one's seen a Pokemon lay an egg. Yeah. Maybe they just appear. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What for the game? That makes plenty of sense to me. I was really shocked that the show decided to go with Mm -hmm. that. Like, you mean to tell me that no one has watched, like... (laughs) Right. Professor Elm literally studies Pokemon birth. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. (laughs) And he's never seen a Pokemon lay an egg. It's, it's, It's so baffling to me that that's... I mean, it's not... It's not a thing that I can't... I can't come up with a headcanon to explain, mm-hmm. but it's just so weird that that's what they're deciding to do. Um, I'm, I'm surprised, but it makes sense given everything the games have done. And this, sh- this show especially seems to want to bridge that gap a little bit, um, you know, by adding raid battles mm-hmm. and, and, and creating a character that is specifically meant to sort of uh, have the vibe of Pokemon go versus the character that has the vibe of the core series. Like, so it's it's I get it, but I was just I was like, like stopped and was like, hold on a sec, <laughs> for real yeah. right now. But it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was it good. Was. I like yeah. this one a lot. I thought it was really really I like fun. And and Riolu is a fun character. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that'll be yeah. cool. Cool battles in this one too. There's a number of like very short battles because Riolu is basically like running around uh confused isn't necessarily quite the right word um but running around and and just like battling a bunch of pokemon Mm -hmm. (laughs) frantic is probably the best word to describe it sort of frantic after after uh hatching but that Mm -hmm. was cool i was not expecting the egg to hatch in this episode Mm -hmm. if only because i was raised on the togepi Mm -hmm. Saga, you yeah, know? between Togepi, uh, Larvitar, and Manaphy, or not Manaphy, uh, Fanfy, um, uh, uh, two other eggs that Ash has hatched, like those have always taken some time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this one here actually hatched like the same episode, I was like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, like in the universe, it makes sense because Nurse Joy says that like multiple trainers have mm-hmm. had it, but like on a meta level, we're not used to seeing an episode only or an egg last only one episode (laughs) but that's fine i mean i guess we did did we need like another multi-episode egg arc no not so this is fine anything else about that one uh not that i can think of at the moment Episode 10, the one where Ash and Go watch a beautifly migration. Raboot helps a local Pokemon crew compete in a dance battle, and Go nearly leaves Raboot behind. So, yeah, dude. Like, leading up to this episode, we've been seeing Raboot just kind of been like a jerk to Go. 
Yeah. And I totally get it because honestly, in the episode where Score Bunny evolves into Reboot, like Go was kind of a jerk. Yeah, Go is not good at touchy feely. No, he's like, look, if you can't do the move, don't bother with it. Yeah, it's fine, man. We'll do something else. And yeah. like he doesn't yeah. realize how other people might like to him that was helpful, but he doesn't realize how some other people might like interpret that, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like leading up to this, Reboot's been kind of a jerk to go, and honestly, I was totally for it because he deserved it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not as harsh on Go. I feel like I feel like oh no no no, um... no. like that's the only thing that I absolutely yeah. don't like about him was just how he treated uh, Score Bunny. But I also have yeah. a very soft spot for Score Bunny, so that was my <laughs> Score Bunny was my starter. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. I I like I think Go. Um, I th- I think he learned from it. I don't think we can expect to see something so horrible again, at least straightforwardly, um, because I think. At the very least, I think he gained the perspective of, like, we're not always going to be on the same page. And so that is something to figure out together as opposed to force. Like, he gets heated in this one, but I think it's more like an emotional confusion as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, uh, trying to, like, fit the square peg into the round hole or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh I mean, other than, you know, like the uh, bond between Reboot and Go really wasn't much else going on, in my opinion. I I really liked, I thought the dance battle was really fun. I, like, it was corny. Like, mm-hmm. I, I will admit that. But I thought it was really fun. It felt like kind of a, like a, a it felt different. Uh, I was not expecting Reboot to be like a break dancer, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a fun twist on what that character sort of was developed to be, which is like a soccer an player and a yeah. soccer player. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. So football was... player. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> sorry. Um, but, uh, but I thought that was a fun twist. I like that. It was a callback um, to when we first met score bunny. And I like that go see, I think, I think what this does, even though go is still wrong in his interpretation, Mm-hmm. I think it shows that Go is trying to learn and trying to understand. Yeah. Because he, what he does is he nearly, like you said, nearly leaves Raboot behind in a move that's reminiscent of Goodbye Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it similarly to Ash, which is to say, maybe, maybe Raboot isn't happy or could be happier. Mm-hmm. And tries to do this thing for Raboot, like not maliciously. He's wrong, but he's doing it because he believes it's right. And he's doing it because he cares about Raboot. Um, and I think that's that's growth from the moment that he freaked out on Score Bunny. I think. Even though he's still wrong. Like, I think it's still mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. So that's, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And it was sweet at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was it, honestly it, wondering if we would get much more of the uh, the go and his partner drama because, like you you had pointed out, like the second half of what we've watched seems to have been more Ash focused. But this batch mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to follow that as much. It seems to be more just like Pokemon focused. Yes, than either particular character, especially the next episode. Yes. Oh, let's get into it because I love this next yes. episode. This next episode so much fun. Yes. This episode is the one I said was probably my favorite out of all six. 
Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably the case for me as well. I think it might be one of the strongest ones of the bunch. Yeah. It's certainly the most high concept of the bunch, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one where Squavit hides all the food in Cerise Park, which we don't officially get confirmation on until the very end of the episode, but it is like the catalyst for everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of this, all the Pokemon battle and rampage until they realize they need to protect one of their or three of their friends mm-hmm. in the Cascoon trio when it starts to evolve. Yeah. This was cool. This is very, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have no humans. Um, so it's not exactly like the episode where, um, well, I guess even the episode where Ash's Pokemon have to find him, the humans are still in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's kind of like that. They're just not separated from their humans and they don't, yeah. we don't get like subtitles or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but this is cool. This was mm-hmm. such a fun episode. Yeah. Although they do kind of hint that Squovit in the very beginning was the one stealing. Everything. Oh, totally. So, yeah. I mean, if you know what Squovit is, like, you yeah. know, what's going on very quickly. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, they don't, they don't like mm-hmm. reveal the, it's hard to even call it a reveal because like I said, if you know Squavit, you get it, but yeah, um, they don't officially reveal what's going on to the characters in the, in the episode until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was great just based off of everything. Like you see like all these Pokemon <laughs> go is caught over the time and they're all fighting. Like they're all like forming groups. Like, Oh, all the sea mm-hmm. creatures are off over here. Um, all the bug types are teaming up all the, like the normal types and the rest and then you got like was it mischievous and um and sandile are like loners who are now like friends because they're loners <laughs> yeah and so like they're trying to cause more mischief than they really need to mm-hmm. which i thought yeah, was I'm, hilarious i'm really really impressed because i you know ash for a long time was catching Pokemon and then sending them to uh, to Professor Oak, mm-hmm. and some of those Pokemon got development, and some of them just you'd never see again, Crabby. unless they were like a joke in in like a Professor Oak call, you know? Um, yeah, and then like Muck would get called up for something significant and then get sent right back. Mm-hmm. And so with this series, and I know there's a difference in the fact that this is one of the series along with Sun and Moon where they have like a home base. Mm-hmm. But I was really worried because I was like, Go is catching all these Pokemon and we're just never going to really see them outside of being like background characters, which yeah. I guess is fine because we're still seeing them. Mm-hmm. But they've managed to create um, like sort of overarching grouped characters for these Pokemon. And some of them have very specific personalities. Like we've seen Beedrill multiple times now. Mm-hmm. We get its personality. We've seen Scyther multiple times now. We get its personality. Mm-hmm. Um, Golurk, we get its personality. Yeah. Darmanitan. Like it's, um, it's incredible how many Pokemon we get personality from that never travel with Go. Like it's so impressive. It really is. Um, and I love the fact they did the whole, uh, the seal comes off Golurk. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, so like he goes, starts going berserk and whatnot. So like as soon as it comes off, I was like, uh oh. Uh huh. My wife is like, what? And I'm like, you're about to see. Yeah. Oh, this is bad news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real bad news. <laughs> and it and wh- I think it I think it was Golurk that ends up using like Rain Dance or something inside the biome. Yeah, it's they like, never clarified. 
like exactly what that was because they they yeah. were like, "Is this rain dance?" And somebody I don't remember which one, probably Ash, because like typically go ask a question and Ash answers it. But mm-hmm. um, Ash was like, "This is so much worse." And then they were <laughs> they never like said what it was. <laughs> Can Golurk learn Hurricane? Like what was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, and so. The entire time I'm thinking, like, I can only imagine what people are seeing from the outside. I know, right? Like, pure chaos happening inside the park, but, like, total peace outside the park. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, the park is, like, flooding. Like, it's like, can you imagine Professor Cerise coming back after all this happens? Like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, the park is huge. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool that they, they tied this into Cascoon's evolution. Mm-hmm. This is, I really think this is, this is, this episode really demonstrates, and the last one a little bit too, but I think this one especially demonstrates what this series and what Sun and Moon did so well, which is to, and maybe X, it seems like maybe X, Y, and Z did this too, but you'll have to let me know. Um, a really good job of balancing an individual episode story with overarching arcs and making sure that like they're balancing those two things so that when Cascoon starts to evolve, it feels significant in the setting of this singular episode. And like you've been waiting and anticipating that they will eventually evolve at some point because we, we you know, we met them a mm-hmm. long time ago. Yeah, as marbles. Um, yeah, exactly. And so um so I think the show has done an incredible job of balancing that type of stuff. Um and I'm just I don't know. I I, I think it's so great. I mean, we saw this with um with Lytton um at, in the early stages of like Sun and Moon where you had mm-hmm. this sort of overarching story and they would call back to things while doing individual episodes at the same time. Like it's just it's mm-hmm. really good writing, which is yeah. not a thing as somebody who grew up with with the Indigo League and the Johto like the Johto League, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm hardwired unfairly to not expect great writing from from Pokemon, mm-hmm. but they've gotten to the point where they actually write the show really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a this is a great example of that. Ah, oh, so cool. I love that the bug Pokemon are like a gang. Mm-hmm. They specifically were like, and the bug type Pokemon, of which there are the most. Like, it's like, oh, so the bug type Pokemon, because there's more of them than everything else, are just like the ones that everybody's afraid of. That's unexpected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, and then you got like Darmanitan, like the lone fire type. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I do like how we see Darmanitan always just chilling out, like in its Zen mode. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Ah, so much fun! Yeah, I love that one of the groups is literally just the Pokemon that hang out with Golurk. <laughs> yes, yes, like they just like sleep on top of Golurk because Golurk doesn't ever really move. Right? Yeah, it's just like a statue yeah. most of the time. Yeah, and then like I love how like the water Pokemon were just like nonchalantly just doing their own thing, and then like they somehow got wound up into it, and mm-hmm. they're like, uh, "Excuse me." Yeah, I honestly thought they were just going to be the ones that were like, everybody's going nuts right now. Yeah. But then they got involved too. Yeah, that was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a fun episode. That one's it was. I like that one. Yeah. So the next episode was another actually pretty awesome episode, in my opinion. 
Yeah, um, I like this one a lot, too. So, episode 12, the one where Jesse, James, and Meowth go on vacation and help Ash and Go stop a plot by Team Rocket's Matori to steal everyone's Pokemon at the Sinnoh Resort. So well done. So, I seriously thought this was going to end on a cliffhanger, almost. I was really worried about it. I really thought yeah. it was too. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, because like again, because like <laughs> they came to a point where like they were like, "Oh, I can't believe we lost all of our Pokemon," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wait, is this where it's gonna end? Please tell me yep. this is not where it's gonna." Because I'm like, I don't know if I can handle another cliffhanger. <laughs> we're gonna start watching the show in Japanese if you keep doing this to us, Netflix. Right. Although I really want to, because I've been seeing some of the future episodes, and oh boy, they look good. <laughs> yeah, I thought this one was really cool and very clever. I thought this was really clever. Mm-hmm. Thought it was cool. I like any time we get to see more of the overall organization that is Team Rocket, as mm-hmm. opposed to what we usually refer to as Team Rocket, which is Jesse James and Meowth. Yeah. And Wobbuffet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I thought that was cool. Matori. Yeah. Uh, is That must that has to be a character. Is that a character created for this series? Or has she appeared she, in other stuff? She re- she appeared in uh, Sun and Moon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Cool. And Very so cool. she's basically just been like a thorn inside Jesse's back, really. Um, yeah, Jesse seemed really irritated by her, yeah. <laughs> which I get. Makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> but I love how all this could have been avoided had they just not let Jesse, James, and Meowth go on vacation. Yeah, okay, so this is so funny. Basically, Jesse, James, and Meowth are instructed to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And because they're on vacation with with what is described as very strict orders, they do all the things that they – they go against, like, all their instincts – and as a result, end yeah. up doing good. <laughs> yeah, so like... It's amazing. Yes, yeah, so like Ash and Go are at the uh, resort because they've heard of like this giant Pokemon in the lake, which I I had called from the beginning. I knew exactly what it was going to be. Oh, really? Because... <laughs> I thing. was disappointed. Well, I was like, it's a magic carp. <laughs> in the, the video <laughs> but games... But it makes sense. Uh, at Sinnoh Resort in the video games... All you can catch in that lake are magic harps from like level one to one hundred. Oh, so okay. I knew it was gonna be a magic harp, but then Go ends up catching a Goldeen. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it won't be a magic harp, but then it still ended up being a magic harp. So, I was like, <laughs> and he ends up catching it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah Go the, Go is the trainer of this because he uses it later. Yeah, so he ends up catching the giant magic card, but leading up to it, like they're, they need to go get fishing supplies and whatnot. And James just starts like geeking out. It's like, Oh, well, you know, if you're going to go fishing, you need to go get this. This one's my personal favorite and just starts going mm-hmm. off and off and off. And then, uh, and, and Jesse literally has Pikachu in her hands at one point. Yeah. Cause I think Pikachu almost gets run over by like a skateboarder or something. Yeah. And so she quickly picks up Pikachu out of the way and saves him. And I'm just like, Wow. It's smart. It's yeah. really smart. Like it's a smartly written comedy mm-hmm. while also being like uh pretty high stakes given what Matori is up to. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I, it's so much fun because Matori ends up successfully stealing everybody's Pokemon, but then Jesse, James and Meowth end up helping Ash and go foil her plan. And so everybody ends up getting their Pokemon back. Yeah. And- <laughs> 
Okay, so it's been like a couple weeks since I've seen the episode, but they end up yeah. helping and helping Ash and Go because they were just upset that they were told to go take a vacation so that they wouldn't have to do because. Uh, right. They end up finding out that Matori specifically sent them on vacation because she thought they would screw it up. Yeah. So then they end up helping Ash and Go out of spite. Yeah. Um, to screw up Matori's plan on purpose. Yeah, because so it's not that would make it's her like look the bad. second Right. The second half, they have a different motivation than the first half. The first half motivation is we're supposed to be on vacation. We're trying to be good and listen to the boss. And then the second half is the motivation is specifically to make Matori look bad. Yeah. So really, really cleverly, cleverly written episode. A lot of fun. Again, another another example of like using Team Rocket really, really well, mm-hmm. as opposed to like what the last three episodes where Team Rocket isn't even present. Great. Let's do that. Either they're not there or they're the focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make them consequential. Yeah. Because they show up in that in that orienteering episode mm-hmm. and it's like almost entirely pointless. It really was. Yeah. So really happy that in this batch we got two solid Team Rocket episodes. Mm-hmm. Good batch. Yeah. Not my favorite batch, but still good batch. Exactly. So I'm <laughs> more than happy with it. I can't wait to for the next twelve episodes to come yes. out. Uh, <laughs> I want to say. I will say, like I am. I think that because you know, I I. I wanted these to be releasing episode, like an episode a week, mm-hmm. right? But I do think that doing them in batches, as agonizing as it is to wait, is easier for me as an individual to keep up. Mm-hmm. So I like selfishly, I think it's working really well for me. I still don't know if I would prefer it this way for like, like the grand scheme of things because I think the waiting really kind of sucks. I think like overall releasing batches isn't always great but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm I'm just i'm still conflicted about it even though it's so much easier for me as a specific person to keep up so yeah. i don't know well it's I, fine i just looked at a calendar i believe the next episode should be coming should be dropping like beginning of december oh that's not terrible no cool all right awesome love that yeah so it's like every 12 weeks they'll drop new episodes so it's oh that's right you, yeah. you said that that it's basically like if you wanted to watch an episode a week, you could do that, and then you would still you'd never have a break. That's exactly. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <sighs> well, those were those were fun. I like those. I um, did too. Any last overarching thoughts about that batch? Uh, no, not that I can think of, honestly. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see where we go. Ash still is not yet in the. Uh, the great tier, I don't think they didn't show us his ranking after his uh, second battle in this batch. But if he had, if he had leveled up to the great, ranking, they did actually. Uh, did they show us? They did. It was very. Brief. Oh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember what it was. I just know it it moved up a little bit. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm guessing still not great though. Like uh, no, next no, tier. No, he's though, still right? in the basic league. Yeah, because I feel like they would have made a huge huge deal of that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, cool. I missed that. Um, nice. Well, I, I am looking for, I'm assuming by the next batch, we're going to see him like quote level up. Yeah. Which I'm excited to see. So. Honestly, I can't wait for his first loss. Yeah. 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 Do you think like, when do you think that'll happen? Like in uh, the tier system? I don't know, but I feel like 
he's gonna get overconfident because like he hasn't lost a battle and then he's gonna lose a battle and it's gonna bring him back down to earth a little bit yeah i could see that i could see that for sure because i was wondering the same thing like when are you gonna lose yeah so that'll be something to look out for well in any case thanks everyone for joining us on this lovely recap adventure along the victory road for information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show be sure to find the podcast on twitter and facebook at victory road and like we said at the top of the show make sure you are rating reviewing and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts it's very helpful for us make sure you share the podcast too with people you know Mm -hmm. if there's any (laughs) if there's anything in the world of pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast let us know In the meantime, we're going back to the Pokemon Center, where I'm going to learn how to talk all over again. Clearly, I forgot now. (laughs) Bye. Go, folks. production of the 4Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.4rideradio.com.